episode of Postface and Cheese Steaks. I said it correctly this time. Stuttering. Um, but it wouldn't be a shock if I was starting because of that blown away performance we had from our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, yeah, that was, you know what? That was, that was everything is going to be right for the rest of the week. It doesn't really matter what you got going on. Oh, you yeah, could no. be getting divorced. You know, your car could break down. Uh, your house could be okay. foreclosed on. But <laughs> sure. listen, an Eagles win that good. Like uh, that has set everything up beautifully. I, I think even the most optimistic people would be shocked by how well these first two games have went. I, uh, what were your, uh, I'll let you start me off. What, what were your thoughts? You know, can... uh, I was, I mean, it's, I feel like we, both of us are like, obviously in the Jalen Hurts camp but we're just, yeah. you know, critical of him because we want him to succeed. We want the team to do well. Um, and I do remember like when we still had Carson Wentz and they had drafted Jalen in the second round, I remember texting Nick and I was like, was like, this is like a weird pick. Like, I don't know how I feel about it because I, I, I want Jalen though. I think he could play in the league. I want him to go to a team that he actually yeah. had a chance on. And at of that course. time, Carson was the franchise guy. So I'm glad that, we're seeing this because this was our question, right? Going into the season, is he going yeah. to show growth? And 100%, like the first week, I think was just like settling in. And then you could like, there was something about him against the Vikings on Monday night that he just like, he looked comfortable. He, everything was smooth and calculated and it just making good decisions. The interception wasn't even his fault. It went off game. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I, that's out the window. I, I, I forgot about it the next play. Yeah, made good. I mean, he maybe there was like one or two plays where he like went to run and there was nothing there, so he took like a sack. But like that's that's gonna happen. Like that's not oh, a yeah. knock. Um, but I think overall Jalen played phenomenal. Um, obviously three hundred. We have three hundred passing yards and fifty rushing yards, something like that. Three touchdowns and. Um, it was yeah. It, it was everything you would hope for. I mean, you you hit it on the head. Like this is obviously a year to see how Jalen does. You know. Mm-hmm. He's given the starting job all year. He had all off season where he was the unquestioned starter. Mm-hmm. They got the team around and there's no excuses about all oh, the lines. Not good. The weapons aren't good. Right. Everything was in place around him. Uh, Sirianni was there for the second year with them. Like everything was supposed to come together. And I got to be honest, even the most optimistic heart supporter couldn't possibly have imagined the season going as well as it has. It has so far for him. For he was yeah. amazing. I, th- this was the best game I ever seen him play by far. Yeah, for sure. I like, I honestly, there was no falls in his game at all. I know uh, even the first week was a good game. I thought he played really well. He looked good. He looked comfortable. My only criticism was he didn't look like he handled the blitz well. He looked like he was ready to run as soon as he saw anyone, uh, any pressure coming. Mm-hmm. This game, it was a different man. I yeah, saw him keep his yeah. eyes. His eyes were downfield the entire time. He would roll out like he wasn't, he was rolling out not to run, but roll out to buy some time and keep his eyes downfield. He, I, I was, it was amazing. I was shocked by how well he played. And I, I just, if, if that keeps up, like I, I disguised the limit for this year, if he can keep this up, he was the only question mark. Yeah. Because now you see like what happens when he plays well, like yeah. how almost unstoppable, like this, like Miles Sanders had like 80 rushing yards um, and he was looking good. Then you had um, even Boston Scott had a couple of break up, breakaway runs. Oh, yeah. The run game is still there. Oh, it's still strong. My favorite stat line of all this is the way that Hurts kind of, like, passed the ball around to all all of our, like, major – like, Goddard, 
uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Quez Watkins all at over 60 receiving yards. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's how you win games by distributing the ball to of all course. your weapons. So it was a great like offense all around. And let me let me give a little bit of praise here. I know the, the fans are probably hurting because we didn't get to our uh, top 10 cornerback episode, but let me tell you, my cornerback, Mr. Darius oh Slay, God. Okay. himself. Again. He did. He did. He I was, was... I was rocking his jersey on uh, game night. He uh, he had more catches than uh, Jalen Rager. Someone pointed out. He did. Out. Yeah, that was. He that was I... realistically had four interceptions. He dropped oh. two. Oh, he had more so. more catches than Jalen Rager, and then he turned Justin Jefferson into Jalen Rager. Yeah, he I was shut, he shut him down. What was it, one catch for seven yards and five deflections yeah. and two picks? I feel like an ongoing theme is the Eagles for the last, I don't know, like 15 years or so have been weak in two areas pretty consistently. It's wide receiver. They haven't had a number one wide receiver up until A.J. Brown now since T.O. And the secondary is always a hodgepodge of different just rolling pieces that they somehow make work. Yeah. And then you saw A.J. Brown just continues to just dominate and he still looks like uh, just an elite number one wide receiver. Oh, yeah. But then you went and saw a number one shutdown, lockdown cornerback, just, mm-hmm. you know, headlock. One of the best wide receivers in the league all year or in all game. I was, I, I, there was just so many good things about that game. Like I, I, I was talking to you about this. I think they look like the best team in the NFC and I don't actually think it's that close. Well, I mean, it's still early, but they definitely look good. I need to see like better competition, how they play. I think, I don't know if the Vikings are those pretenders or if they're actually, you know, going to be a good team pushing. For I, I thought, I thought the Vikings were a good team. I thought they were a playoff team. I mean, uh, maybe On this paper. I, yeah. But I'm, they look maybe, I don't know. maybe this changes my mind a little bit, but I thought that the Vikings were definitely a playoff team, but they got yeah. destroyed. If, if I had to nitpick one thing about the game, it's well, two things, one. And, the, and this is what I like though. Like Jalen admitted it. Um, I think AJ Brown said something about it. Um, that they let off the gas a little bit and oh, yeah. you know they need to keep focusing on that like Jalen I watched a little bit of Jalen's press conference and he was very like um, you know he was happy about the win but he was very like there's still more work to do there's like this and that like so he's everything off the field and the leadership with him is perfect so it's just a matter of the consistency we're seeing at quarterback so if he plays close to how he played you know Monday Oh yeah, no. I I mean, if he can keep that up, I mean, he was your only question mark on a loaded team. Yeah, but I will say that the pass rush still worries me. They're not really getting home, Um, and I mean, we did play against two pretty solid lines, but still, you want to see them beat those. Um, Going off that, can I just ask? Because I don't know if this is. I mean, it it gets ignored because the game was so good. Why is I see Hassan Reddick in coverage coverage. more than I? I Like, why? What is the point? What is the thinking? He got you would think, on a touchdown, didn't he, or something? Like, or why is he even in coverage? That was not the reason we brought him in here. He was a $15 million a year guy to bust the passer. Derek Barnett is out now, and yet somehow I see Reddick in coverage more. That one I don't yep. get at all. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, That's, I mean, little, little critiques. I think you were right about the other thing I wanted to get on was you're right with they took their foot off the gas. I was wondering right at halftime, right before the half, they had the ball. So, minute 21, they had three timeouts. Yeah. You just had three drives go over 80 yards and they look so passive and showed no urgency. They ended up getting a field goal, which, you know, hats off to them because the, as the, the pace they were moving at, I didn't yeah. think they were going to get anything, but listen, like I know that we don't think Jalen hurts when you think about, him, you don't think of them, like, 
you know, Herbert Mahomes run that two minute offense real quick, kind of, but dude, the way he's playing, spice it up, man, turn him into this guy that, you know, we want him to be. I think he could have easily given him a minute 21, three timeouts, let him run up tempo, let him run a two minute offense. Yeah. As good as he looked, I think he would have had no problem with that at all. I, I just, that I didn't really understand. Um, and then obviously Reddick in coverage doesn't really make sense to me. Two minor little quips about coaching. And then the other thing, which is bugging me a lot, because this was a problem last year, and I don't know if this is coaching or Jalen. Again, we had three ineligible men downfield penalties. Yeah, I don't. We had that last year a lot, too. Yeah, that's a, I, I it's a I, habit. I, I want to say it's a matter of Jalen not getting the ball out as fat, like as quickly as it's supposed to be. Um, like, cause it's got to be like a bang, bang thing. But yeah, I also think that the refs know that the Eagles run plays like that and they're like purposely looking for those. Oh, those refs were terrible too. They were, they were nitpicking everything. Yeah. yeah, no, there are those refs. I, I, I felt stunk. I mean, I'm pretty sure uh, the Vikings bit. got an ineligible man down the field as well. So they like, did. Yeah. They're definitely, they were definitely just like calling everything. So. Yeah, no, I, I mean, other than that, I mean, there was really like this game was incredible. I, I it exceeded all expectation. We are like, let me just say this: through two games, they are top five in the league with points scored scored per game. Yeah, points. 30, 31 <laughs> points per game. They got average so far. They lead the league with four hundred seventy yards per game, and it's really not even close. I think the next team's like four twenty one. They move the ball with no issue at all. Jalen yeah, looks a supposedly great. like really good defense in Minnesota, right? Like they're very Smith. Yeah. They got some. I mean, Harrison Smith, Pat Peterson are a little washed, but they're still really good players, right? Yeah, that secondary so, looks really rough. Yeah, I think they're relying they a lot on veterans. Very deep coverage they were playing. They looked like the Eagles from last year when yeah. they were just letting everything you know short go across. So I mean, how many times do we see a receiver just running across a slant or whatever and getting to be fair, I did think down. that watching that game, I was like, this is literally watching Gannon last year. He makes yeah. no adjustments and they're just playing 15 yards off the ball and getting cooked. Yeah. I will say give, uh, we give props to all the players, obviously, but give props to um, Steichen, the offensive coordinator. He's done a really good job since, you know, cause they said he, he took over play calling and that's when we started winning those games last year. Um, so good on Sirianni too, to like emphasize just being the coach and, and managing everyone. And yeah. then um, Gannon, yeah, I'm not – I don't – I mean, the Lions game was a little like they were very soft in the second half, but I was very happy with the game plan against the Vikings. I mean, the I think the Vikings also shot themselves in the foot because they got away from the run. Like, you have one of the best running backs in the league, and you he touched the ball like six times and had like yeah. 20 yards or something. Like, they, yeah. for, for, for Detroit to rush for 100, like 70, 180 yards and like you to go in – the Vikings, I think, had like 30 rushing yards. Kirk Cousins had led the team in rushing. Like that's oh, I know, yeah. I mean, you only ran Cook six carries for 17 yards. Very yes. impressive. Yeah. Phelan didn't really do anything. Justin Jefferson didn't do much. Like, I mean, you these were superstars. You kind of just put on the sideline. I mean, I mean, I'm impressed. I will say this is like because you saw Amon St. Brown go off against uh Washington, and no no receivers went off uh this week either. So I mean Bradbury and, and Slay, we got we got ourselves a little Sheldon Brown, Shepherd, Asante Samuel. Oh yeah, I mean Slay was incredible. Yeah, Slay was so, incredible. Bradbury made a couple of good plays too. He, he definitely. I mean, listen, all he's in quiet. all, he's quiet, but that's a good thing. He's not on the screen. All in all, man, it's just like this was such a good win. This one felt so good. Was so much better. 
Oh yeah. That was, that was, that was their only Achilles heel. There was times last game last week where I thought this defense is incredible. They're just going to shut down everyone. And then they would forget how to tackle for two or three drives. And then that's why we gave the Lions almost like what, 35 points or whatever. So I think they corrected that. I mean, you held the Vikings who I think is a much better offense to only seven points. So I will excuse the week one laxity days goal tackling approach, but I mean, all in all, very good. Um, I think the most optimistic person couldn't have imagined this good of a start for the season. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of um, positive talks about the Eagles now. So uh, I, it's still early. It's still very early. Yeah. Um, but the it's, it's looking good. It's looking good. So there, there were uh, 15 other games. So we'll, we'll quickly touch on those um, Thursday game. We had the uh, chiefs beat the chargers 27, 24. That was a good game. Um, it was, Reminds me that, you know what, the Chiefs, everyone's like, oh, the AFC West is so much better this year. But the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. They still manage to win these games that are close against their division rivals. They still manage to win those games. So the Chiefs still look like the juggernaut of that division. Yeah, and and it's crazy to see that the Chiefs, like you said, are still, like, putting up offensive numbers, still winning games. And then, like, Tyree Kill across the way, you know, down in Florida is not skipping a beat either. He leads the league in receiving yards and – Tua leads the league in passing. Jalen Waddle's third in receiving yards. So that's the fun offense right uh, there, man. Yeah, they uh so they came back against the Ravens. They were down what 21, I think. Yeah, that was I mean, hey, when you have a Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill oh, combo, yeah. like they, they should be able to time. Yeah. I, I mean that you literally you literally saw everything you would expect to see and, and more from an offense with those two. Yeah, it was uh, Sunday was the the, the the week of comebacks we had the so the dolphins came back won 42 to 38 over the ravens um trying to think who the other one was we had well, the, the falcons Jets almost the... came back against the rams <laughs> um but the rams held them off 31 27 we had the cardinals and the raiders uh that went into overtime that was the biggest like that was I, painful i don't understand how the raiders lost that game like they had uh, everything yeah. going for them and then that whole they were like the Cardinals had the ball in the end zone. I felt like for like four quarters, and they just yeah. couldn't score. It couldn't score, and then there were penalties and this and that. And the, uh, the fact that was, the Cardinals came back and won that is stupid. But I was getting that. I was getting ready to just rip Kyler Murray because like he just didn't look good. The team didn't look good. Yeah. They had no business winning that game. And then the guy was doing a couple plays that I'm not even a Raiders fan. It was driving me nuts. Like seeing him just scramble back and forth, upside down, spinning around. And you're just like to just go down. And somehow he kept on getting out of it and making plays in a game. You're right. They just had no business losing. Um, that was a tough one. Really? I mean, it was a tough, tough week for certain fan bases. Yeah. And then the, uh, the other comeback, I don't remember how many points they were down, but the jets beat the Browns 31 to 30. That one hurt. Um, yeah. It, it, it's rare. It always happens. I feel like at least once a year where there's a player who scores a touchdown and then with like, you know, a minute left and then the other team happens to get the ball back and then it like ruins everything. And great for my yeah. fantasy team that Chubb scored, but obviously the Browns ended up losing because they just got the ball back, went down the field and scored and, and then uh, won the game 31-30. But that was tough. I mean, oh, they Flacco is uh, third in Joe the NFL Flacco. passing yards. <laughs> yeah, I'm, what year uh... is it? <laughs> It's a very odd year. Tom Brady's struggling. Joe Flacco's out there balling. Jalen Hurts, yeah. who no one was really sure on, is out there balling. Tua looks good. A lot of a lot of surprises. That you know what? I feel bad that Nick Chubb's name is even getting mentioned. He's like, oh, he didn't fall down or whatever. 
Like, dude, you were up by like two touchdowns. Amari Cooper dropped an onside kick. Your defense just forgot how to cover. Yeah. Like there was just so many other moments of like players just doing a terrible job. Don't get on the one guy who actually did something positive, you know, but you know, nonetheless, brutal. I can't believe seeing the jets do it too. That's the other thing that drives me nuts. I'm like so used to seeing the jets and dolphins just wallow in their own self pity. And here they are coming back in incredible fashion. Yeah. Um, some other, uh, not, not, not as uh, exciting games. We had uh, Patriots beat the Steelers 17, 14. We had two Eagles, former Eagles making plays. We had uh Jalen Mills had a pretty big interception. And then, um, hmm. Nelson Aguilar had a he he Randy Moss, one of the Steelers cornerbacks, and scored a touchdown. So that was uh, insane. Look at yeah. them. There's good to see Nelson doing his thing. Yeah. Um they surprised 2-0 Giants and beat the Panthers. So you were really riding them for for playoffs. Yeah, They're looking rough. That is not looking like a good no. pick so far. I really they shouldn't have never lost in week one, but no, that one looks using, tough. They're not using McCaffrey like at all. It feels like so. They're I mean, probably hurt, afraid of getting him hurt. I mean, I get that, but like, then don't put him on the field. Like, if you're not going to use him, right? But, no, I, I get that. I mean, give him like I would say, just give him two more weeks because Matt Rule feels the heat picking up, and he is definitely not going to go. You know, lose more games by not using a star receiver slash running back. But yeah. hey, we'll, we'll see. I mean, going off the Giants, this is a weird week where all the normal bottom dwellers kind of picked up ones. You said the Jets, the Giants, yeah. the Lions picked up a win. The Lions, Jaguars, yeah. Lions beat the Commanders, thirty-six twenty-seven. And the the Jaguars, it's got like the most. That's the most baffling game, like of, of all week. So I want to know. There has to be someone who put this. Like, well, obviously, there's no way to calculate everyone, but there has to be like an insane amount of people that have gotten eliminated from all their knockout pools because of the Colts losing back-to-back weeks. Because yeah. they play the first game, they're like, oh, it's, it's a shoe, and they're playing the Texans. They lose. Then it's the next week, and you're like, oh, well, they got a rebound against the Jaguars. No, they 24 nothing. They couldn't even put a point on the board. That was, that was painful. I mean, it's just, you know it, – is Frank Reich in trouble here? Is he going to get the axe? Uh, listen, mean, I mean, last year Carson Wentz fell, you know, took all the blame for that yeah. collapse last year. Like but now you got a new on. quarterback, new new veteran quarterback for the first year against the Jaguars again, and again you're getting embarrassed. So, yeah, I mean, the work. the one game against the Jaguars cost Carson Wentz's job, I think, from last year. I you see it again. I mean, I have to think that the pressure is starting to heat up on Reich if things don't turn around. I mean. You see, I, him and Rule in a weird situation. They seem to be changing quarterbacks every single year where yeah, it's hard to get a real feel. That's weird, but... Yeah, but I mean, uh, hey, Frank's got no excuse, though, because he brought in a guy that he's worked with before, had success with before, and then you brought in a guy that's very, been around the block, very good, proven to be good. You know, Matt Rule's getting Darnold and Baker, just, you know, the bottom barrel of the 2018 draft class. Yeah. Um, Buccaneers uh, still uh, pulled out their win 20-10. to 10. They're still 2-0. and uh 49ers lost well thank god they uh you know re-signed jimmy g because they lost yeah. Trey lance on a broken ankle so he's out for the year but they they beat the seahawks 27 to 7 that's actually pretty ridiculous you know how well oh, things yeah, line up for jimmy g but i listen this team's pretty good when jimmy g plays it's just you know he does get hurt quite often yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still a good team. I, I think their season's still on track. You know Jimmy can win some games. Yeah. But uh, I, I, w- I want to take a moment because, as I tell you, my favorite matchup in the NFL is Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore. Mm. And can I just say, again, it did not disappoint. I just – these guys, like, the next – I saw Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon uh, box each other the other day. Yeah. 
They, someone just needs to get as much money possible and just get these two in the ring together. Let me see it. That's what I want to see. I want to see Evans versus Lattimore, a true grudge match. Like these guys hate each other. This isn't the first time that Mike Evans has come out of nowhere unprovoked to just clock Marshawn Lattimore. It's just beautiful. I, I just love the rivalry. I love the hatred. And I love that they're going to play each other again later in the season. It's just, it's can't miss TV. I, it really isn't. Yeah, I saw, uh, I think it was like NFL memes or something. They had a video. It was like, anytime it's uh, a lot of more versus uh, Mike Evans, it's like when uh, in Family Guy, when Peter was yeah. having the chicken. <laughs> like every time they see each other, just fisticuffs. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love I love the uh, the the camera got them. Uh, Mike Evans like lip reading like, yeah, that's Tom Brady or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, get out of here. That was Marshall Lattimore. He could have he had his own teammate. You would have came over and clocked him. I know. It's funny, but uh, That's yeah, no, good, good to see. Good to see. Great. I love it. Um, what else happened? Uh, the Broncos are, I don't know what's going on with them. 16 to nine. They barely beat the Texans. Yeah. Nathaniel um, Hackett. It looks like he looks rough. He doesn't, he looks terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. He looks like he's a, a year too early for this coaching job, but we'll, we'll see if they, they got a lot of talent still. So they just got put all together. Um, I know. It's just, don't know what's going on in Cincinnati. They're zero and two. Somehow lost to the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. For yeah, it's upsetting. But that was a, definitely a game they had no business losing. I will um, say I, I I happened to I guess because we're east. Well, I'm in the East Coast, um, Philadelphia market. But I had the two worst games on TV on Sunday. It was the only games I could watch were Giants and Panthers, mm-hmm. and then after that it was Bengals and Cowboys. I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> like. <laughs> Let me get some real footage. There was a couple um, good games today this week too. Got to yeah. get on that red zone, man. That's like, especially, you know what? Red zone's the greatest when the Eagles aren't playing. That is my favorite time to watch red zone. It's just you put it on all if one o'clock games where the Eagles aren't playing. Let me get on yeah. red zone. That is the the like sneaky best part of being on national TV for the yeah, Eagles. I am I am I am shopping around trying to find a, a new like good sports plan for for TV and stuff. So if anyone has any good NFL recommendations. Send us a DM. Your boy's looking. So, well, hey, you could just uh, do what I do: move to a new country, and then you get the international NFL game pass. That's cheap, that seems, and seems a you get more, everything. A little more expensive than just the, the subscription, but yeah. Yeah, um, but you save the money on the subscription. You get Red Zone. Yeah, it'll help your moving costs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'll sleep on your couch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we had uh, Packers took care of the Bears. Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago. Good to see. Yeah. They, they went back to what I said they should be doing, running the ball, getting Jones saying, and Dylan Aaron, involved. Aaron Jones has got a co-lease on that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the Monday night, um, a lot of, there was a lot of chatter about these two Monday night matchups that both winners could potentially be a Super Bowl matchup. So uh, we had the Bills just throttled the Titans 41-7. to Yeah, that was um, Ryan Tannehill without A.J. Brown looks like a, a child lost in a playground. <laughs> that's good i like that that was yeah. good but yeah that's i mean aj brown could not have looked more valuable this week than oh i know than he did <laughs> this the, the fact that they played back to back or at the same time and you like got to see on half your stream ryan Tannehill just failed miserably without a brown and then just see aj brown and jalen hurts just dominate on the yep. other side of your screen it's like picture and picture too it was beautiful to see yeah and then of course we had the eagles beat the vikings 24 to 7 so that's a wrap on week two Timothy, do we have uh, some studs and duds to discuss? Of course there. I mean, I, I have to assume we're in a good mood, so we're starting with the studs, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, no, no, I, I would have to agree with you there. 
All right, so we will start with actually a guy that we were just talking about, um, a guy who finally got some action, you know, after being MIA the first week and picked up the offensive slack we thought was going to happen when they shipped off their star receiver in the offseason. Okay. Uh, true, like, just disgusting performance through the air, through the ground, 170 scrimmage yards, two tutties, and a ridiculous 8.8 yards per carry average. You don't need an MVP quarterback if you got running backs like Aaron Jones. I can tell you that. So my first thought is Aaron Jones, who just put on an absolute clinic against the Bears and may have even t- taken over, like, you know, ownership of the Bears for this week from Aaron Rodgers because hell of a performance, you know. Sound, sounds like a top 10 running back to me, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I hear you. Listen, one, every <laughs> once in a while. Every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah. But I will say, going off what I was saying in the running back episode, A.J. Dillon also had a very good game. He mm-hmm. – uh, he was very involved. I think I think that is the way they need to look at this. You know, it was always the Aaron Rodgers show, but I think it's time to take advantage of the two good running backs you have. Because yeah, I mean, look didn't have a great did. Cleveland had yeah. Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. That's what I mean. Obviously, they didn't have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, but when Rodgers' wide receivers are so abysmal like they are, you true. Know, stick to the stick to the ground. righty. So next one we have. Uh, a guy we actually know pretty well, our only defensive player this week on the studs list. Okay. Truly, truly, like the advantages of having, you know, say like an elite wide receiver, a number one wide receiver, is that it doesn't matter who you're going to put against them. They're still going to make their plays because they're a number one true elite wide receiver. The flip side of that is the perks of having a number one lockdown, true lockdown corner is that it doesn't matter who's on the other side of them. They're going to make them disappear. And in a matchup of, you know, two of the game's elites in the corner and the wide receiver position, one came to play. The other one, I don't even – I think he's ready to demand a trade from his team. My man had, I think it was five pass breakups and two interceptions. He made Justin Jefferson look like Jalen Rager. Oh. I just – dominant. I think it's the most dominant cornerback like performance I've seen in Eagles jersey in at least 15 years. I'd have to think back maybe to like some, you know, Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent days. Maybe Asante Samuel when he was there, he had a couple of good games. Asante, but this I, would, was, I would say Asante Samuel, yeah, he was. I mean, it, like, do we, just go over the list. Like, the whole offense was inept. But most importantly, man, Justin Jefferson couldn't do anything. Yeah. Whenever whenever Slay was covering, I think he gave up one catch to Justin Jefferson when he was the primary defender. I mean, that's more, you know, Darius Slay had more receptions than that. Just truly incredible performance. I mean, Darius Slay is my second stud this week. And, I mean, if he stays like that, this defense is going to be something well, else. Notice, notice how the first year we had him, he was kind of up and down and he was injured. Last year, stud, pro bowler. Yeah. Um, this year, he's already off to a great start. And he uh, fitting that he's on your studs list because he won the uh, NFC Defensive Player of the Week. He did, so, correct. Look at congrats you. Congrats to Mr. Darius Slay. It was a very good performance. I got to say, I was, uh, that was one of those, like, just watching him. You, you say, like, you don't really know. If a cornerback isn't getting hurt of, good performance. Darius Slay was just playing so well, you couldn't help but not notice him. Just making plays everywhere. He looked uh, so yeah. good. I will say, I, I, uh, I was saw on Twitter, because uh, I followed Darius Slay, and then his wife tweets all the time. And she was, like, um, tweeting out, oh, should have four interceptions. What are you doing? Like, so she keeps she keeps her husband honest, you know. Make sure he's he's checked in line there. But uh, hey, listen, he's definitely a defense player. He did have a couple of interceptions you could have probably brought in, but he still caught two of them, so you really can't get on him oh, too much. Yeah, I, I uh, loved watching. Yeah, that. so it's always good when an eagle makes the stud list. Just makes everything in the world feel it right. Does, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of good performances this week that made it very tough for the studs list. 
I mean, you had three top-notch wide receiver performances. I think Stefan Diggs had like 12 catches for, I would say it was like almost 130 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. You had Jalen Waddle was 11 catches, 171 and two touchdowns. Yep. You had Tyree kill for 11 receptions, 190 and two touchdowns. Like 190. I, I could like, it's just so difficult to choose just from those two guys on the same team. But my, my uh, tiebreaker here was I went and looked at the guy that was throwing them the balls. So my number one stud this week, we went with Mr. Six touchdowns. 469 yards and 36 for 50 to a tiger low this week. I was yeah. extremely impressed. I mean, listen, that guy gets a lot of heat. I think he, he gets more heat than like, Jalen hurts. I think was another one of the most like, you know, most scrutinized players going in this year. Cause he had a lot to prove, but yeah. two was up there and man, that guy performed. That was a game. They put up 42. They're two and oh going into a big match to the bills and they did it against a pretty solid team. And I mean, listen, that was a shootout. They've big plays. Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill. You know, we were worried is Tua going to hold these two back? Yeah. It looks like everything is clicking in Miami. So I'm giving my man Tua the first spot in the stub this because brother's got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, pressure on him. And six touchdowns will quiet the haters a little bit. Yeah, I was. Uh, I saw that stat line, and I saw them coming back on the scoreboard, and I was like, what "The hell's going on?" And yeah, he played. He's had he's had a good start to the year. I, you know, we definitely had our questions about his uh, how he would do. You know, he's he's a little more of an accurate passer, short throws, and not much of a deep guy. But you have two of your receivers over you know 170 yards. That definitely helps. So, oh no, he looked every part of just what you want in a quarterback. I mean, yeah. it, there was a couple of deep bombs that he threw. 79 or uh, what was the? It was 48 to Hill. He hit 60 yard for Hill again. It's just he had his way. Yeah, really, yeah. really impressive performance. The Dolphins, sneaky team. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them against the Bills this week. This will be a good test to see where they actually are. We know the Bills are legit. But let's oh, yeah. see what the Dolphins look like. Yeah, it's a that's a that's a matchup I'm looking forward to. So, so that was our our three studs who made the uh, the lovely duds list. So I hate to go to the you know the sad stuff, the disappointing stuff. Talk about losers when you know the Eagles are just riding high, and I'm still having the greatest week you know of course, of course. this year. I think you know, um, but yeah, let's get to go to the duds. So actually, we'll roll right into one that was part of that Eagles game. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a number one corner show up, lockdown corner, and he just puts you you know an elite top five receiver in just a chokehold all game and gives him no chance to do anything. You get that, you know, get that corner on the stud list, but you're gonna get that elite wide receiver on the dud list. Oh. So my man on out there looking like Jalen Rager, and I will not stop saying it because it feels so good. <laughs> the amount of times I had to hear about, oh, Jalen Rager got picked by the Eagles before Justin Jefferson, the Vikings, like, yeah, yeah, I hear you, yeah. Trust me, we had him for what three years. We knew we're well aware of this. Yes, but man, it made me feel good on the inside that Jalen Rager is no longer on this team, and that Justin Jefferson just got completely schooled by Darius Slay. Yeah. So. Jefferson finished with six receptions, 48 yards. I think he had like one catch for seven yards when Slay had had him all day. Guy did not look good. One of those interceptions, he just ran a bad route, let Slay jump in front of him. And I know Cousins is taking a lot of heat, and he was definitely a strong contender for the Douglas because that guy looked awful. Yeah. But when you're one of the elite in your position and you fall on your face in a game you need, you, you know, when your team needs you, you're going to find yourself on this dud list. So Mr. Just Jefferson, who spent a lot of time on the stud list, is on the dud list this week. Surprised you go Jefferson over uh, his quarterback, Mr. Kirk Cousins, because he was pretty bad. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Kirk Cousins is pretty terrible. Uh, he looks, Yeah, he looked pretty horrific. 
Um, but I mean, to bring you behind you know, the madness that goes into creating this list, quarterbacks are usually the yellow hanging fruit for the dead list. They're pretty easy to put on. You know, a lot of pressure. They get a lot Fair. of stats. But I also have a soft spot. When I have a chance to put an elite player on the list, I jump on it. And Justin Jefferson gave me plenty of reason for that. And the other part of that is I didn't want two quarterbacks in this list. Then let's roll into the second, Doug, because we got a quarterback on our uh, second spot. So tell me if you heard this before. Yeah. Brand new veteran quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts fails miserably against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> that sounds that sounds a little familiar. Did, did it happen last year? Yeah, it happened uh, just last week too. And don't get me wrong, Kirk Cousins had a horrific game. But Matt Ryan, my man, 16 for 30, 195 and three interceptions and hold hold your beer got shut out mm. by the worst team in football last year like and it was like look at the last three games the Colts have played they've gotten beat embarrassingly two of those games by the Jaguars it's just oof, really rough performance I mean the guy just looked he just looked uncomfortable he looked terrible out there yeah nothing was going his way Again, I was thinking, now this was another tough one because the superstar on that team, he didn't show up either. I mean, they kind of gave up on running him. He only had nine carries. True. But I feel like there was more of a stinker from Matt Ryan than there was Kirk Cousins. So I had to go with Ryan and Jefferson this time around. But yeah, Matt Ryan, man, you've been in the league for a very long time. He should be able to handle himself a little bit better against a mediocre to poor Jacksonville Jaguars team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's uh, our number two dud on the list. Which rolls us into number one. And number one, see, I know you think that I just go and check the stats and maybe look at some scores to do these studs and duds lists, and I don't put the work in, but that's the complete opposite, my friend. I put nothing but work into this list for the people. The people is why I do this. So, because I spend hours watching football. If you looked at this stat line, you wouldn't really just, wouldn't scream to you, number one dead. You know, it was a quiet game, seven receptions for nine yards. But it was a losing effort. And his gameplay tells you a lot more than the stats. Because not only did he fumble once, he fumbled twice on the game-ending overtime drive. Lucky enough to have the first fumble recovered by his own team. To then just get another opportunity to not fumble it to the other team, but just let them go score a touchdown and lose the game entirely. So my man, Hunter Renfro, making his appearance number one dud this week. Hunter Renfro. I did not expect him to be. Uh, that fumble was very costly. So, oh, dude, it crushed the game. I mean, he had two of them. That's. What, I was watching yes. that game. I was like, watch this. And the first one I was like, oh, bro, I can't believe. It. Like, I don't know if I go back to him. And then they go right back to him on the same drive in overtime, and he does it again, and for a touchdown nonetheless. Like there was mm-hmm. no, oh, maybe the defense could stop. No, no, no. You just let them go win the game right there. Oh, that was that was tough. Like you said, yeah, listen, I do the dirty work. I spend all my time looking at football and looking more into the stats. I don't just look up the stats and the box scores and take a peek right before I hop on this. I do my research. I do it for the people, and this is what I come to. But Hunter Renfro, whenever you're that directly involved in, a, in losing, um, especially in the game they lost in a brutal comeback, in a game they had no business losing, uh, you can't help but look at Hunter Renfro. I mean, I swear Nick Chubb is getting more heat for you know not kneeling on a touchdown than hunter renfro is for fumbling twice and one of them being the game winning touchdown on the final drive in overtime so yeah. it's tough but those are our studs and duds this week all right liked it like the the research is always a good good work on that thank you uh all right so we'll go into uh the too much whiz segment 
Um, so that is what I'm always, we got three points to kind of go through here. Um, my first one, which is pretty obvious, I feel like, but it's worth mentioning. Yeah. Too much whiz. The Giants are a typical lucky win 2-0 team that will still fizz out and, and be, you know, a bottom dweller like they normally are. Because we get this every year. There's always a team like last year was the Panthers. Start out hot, yeah. but yeah, they end up being nothing. I... Uh... Oh, there's some hesitation. I, it, it is, because you know what the other side of that is? Good teams find a way to win. And I don't think the Giants are a good team at all. I think <laughs> I think Dables look good. I think he's uh-huh. a good coach for them. Yeah, but sure. no, you look at this team. This roster isn't very good. They have no. so many issues. Yeah, I feel like you come back with more reasons to think that the Giants stink than you do that they're actually good, even in games they win. So I'm going to say... Too much whiz. They are they are not that good of a team. I think that I give them another week or two, but they're going to come back down to earth. Okay. Um, this one's a little a uh, little fun. So there's been a lot of talk, obviously, and it's still very early. But um, people have been saying, looking at the new Super Bowl odds and stuff, and something brought to the mind was, what if we got an Eagles versus Bills Super Bowl? Mm. So my question to you: Too much whiz. Do you think this is a realistic possibility? And what are the chances that the entire East Coast gets burned down and put on a lockdown because of the chaos that will spew from this matchup? Yeah, no, I I, I can first say that <laughs> the National Guard will be called in. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're hearing not to get, not to get political. You're hearing Putin, you know, draft, you know, having the draft or mobilizing citizens or I don't know what the hell they do over Russia, but like the, expect that if that Super Bowl happens, like the yeah. National Guard will be mobilized. They'll do whatever they need to do. You know, all tables put in security. <laughs> yeah, this it'll be it'll be a time though. But I'm gonna say not too much whiz. Okay. I mean, I, I think you know, we'll, I'll I'll save it for when we get to the power rankings. But I mean, we both, I think everyone in the country agrees the Bills are the best team in the football. They were yeah. going into it. And they've given you no reason not to after they just smack the Titans. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mentioned this earlier. We talked about the Eagles, man. For the first two weeks, the Eagles look like the best team in the NFC. I think the NFC is a very yeah. weak conference. You I know, could argue it. You know, the Bucks are there. You know, Brady in the offense doesn't look great. The Rams are still shaking off the stupid hangover. You know, the Niners are now changing quarterbacks. You know, Rodgers, it was a good yeah. game. They had Jones out. But like, I mean, there's a lot of question marks around a lot of teams. I think through the first two weeks, the one team in the NFC that hasn't given you any question marks are the Eagles. I mean, their biggest question mark with Jalen Hurts coming to the season, he looked he's looked incredible. He's looked mm-hmm. amazing. Better than I think anyone has expected. So I'm saying not too much whiz. I I think you're talking about the best team in the AFC and the best team in the NFC right now. Okay. Um, so this one's got a little bit of a, a little, little spicy cheese, a little spicy oh, okay. queso, right. if you will. Um, it's just something I, I noticed from, you know, the past, past two weeks um we had uh so we have we had josh on for wide receivers and he made a insane claim that deontay johnson is a top 10 wide receiver yeah and then we had flurry on for running backs and he made an outrageous claim that derrick henry is not the best back in the league that he's on the decline he's only going to get worse from here yada yada deontay johnson's numbers aren't there but he's he's had some very like big time catches so far these past two weeks yeah. And uh, Derrick Henry is having a very bad start to his year. So my question to you, too much whiz. Do our guests actually know what they're talking about? I mean, for a while there, you know, <laughs> I, we, we kept the standards so low. We were just basically mm. taking anyone with a pulse. 
I, I listen, Deontay Johnson. I said when we did it, I, I didn't think he was a top 10, but he was in that 12 yeah. to 11 area for me. Yeah. And I was hardly going to put a wide receiver in the top 10 that had Mitch Trubisky throwing to him. Also true. But I mean, yeah, I'm not really surprised that Deontay Johnson still looks good. Um, but mind you, he only had 57 yards and six receptions. But yeah, yeah no, the I, numbers I, I think aren't he's there. Talented. But yeah, he's, he's made some big time catches. I'm not ready to have the funeral for Derrick Henry yet. Yeah. Uh, not, right. not yet. I think, I mean, this, this offense, you're seeing how important AJ Brown is to that offense. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be adjustment now. I mean, every team was selling out for the run anyway, but now they have no one to worry about at all in the passing game. Um, I thought Traylon Burks looked pretty good. So maybe as he comes into his own, maybe they can, uh, you know, even it out a little bit, but I'm not writing off Derrick Henry yet. I think the offense has to adjust. They have to, you know, come with a different strategy than just run Derrick Henry 30 times a game and throw AJ Brown on play action, you know? But I mean, we'll see. I, He's been on to a rough start. I really, the running backs around the league, Jonathan Taylor had a stinker this week. Dalvin Cook was just non-factor against the Eagles. Derrick Henry had a rough week. Not yeah. a great week for the running backs. Christian McCaffrey wasn't much of a factor. I think he did have like 100 yards total, but, well, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So that is our too much whiz segment. So now we go uh, straight into our, do our power rankings. Mm. Um, so this little bit of movement here. Um, Let's start at the back end. Number 10, we have the San Francisco 49ers back in. Yep. Um, number nine, we have the Ravens dropping back. They did score a lot of points. They did still look good, but they obviously blew that lead to the Dolphins. But yeah, that defense team. performance is pretty Yeah, uh, once, their, once their defense gets situated, they'll be a good team. But they're, they got some question marks. Yeah. Uh, number eight, we have the Packers. Looked like the Packers, so they hop right back into our top 10. Um, the Dolphins are two and zero, looking flying high. So we got them at seven, um, since they you know weren't on this list before. Number six, you have the Rams. They won, but the last two weeks have been very questionable. Could still be Super Bowl hangover, um, but they they need to get their their stuff together. I think they'll figure it out. I mean, listen, good teams find a way to win. They in a game that they were almost blew the lead to the Falcons, they still ended up pulling it out at the end. Um, yeah. So uh, what do you do? number five, we have the Chargers taking a little small step back. I think they're still a top team, but they uh, definitely showed. I mean, I don't know. Herbert got smacked around too. So, um, but I will say, I think um, a uh, interesting bet on defensive player of the year is uh, Khalil Mack. I think he. Uh, Clomax looks very good. I he think he looks a, really he looks rejuvenated. I think he's gonna end up, you know, way over 10 sacks this year. So we'll see. Uh, oh, he's got to, I mean, he's gotta be thrilled playing across from um Bosa. Bosa probably, yeah. yeah, it's probably the best bookend uh combo he's had his entire career. Uh he's he has looked really good. He was actually in strong consideration for uh my stud list up until I told, saw Darius Slade just put the gilly lock on uh, Justin Jefferson. It was just insane. But yeah, no, he's looked very good. Yeah. Um this team, very excited to say, um, coming in number four, the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, I don't know if we've ever had them this high in the three years we've been doing this, but probably not actually. So that's that's exciting. Um, I've seen them as high as three and as low as eight um, in power rankings on you know ESPN, CBS, NBC, whatever. So. I mean, we're saying I, I think they're in like they're in that talk of best. In they're the top NFC. five right now. Yeah. yeah, I think 
I think that they're performance wise. I think they've, they've looked better than the Buccaneers, but I oh, think, yeah. I think the Buccaneers are going to, they're going to, their offense is in a little bit of shambles with the injuries and the, you know, half their line, I think is hurt. Their receivers are all missing. Yeah. Brady looks a little bit long in the tooth. Um, but they'll, they'll figure it out on offense. That defense is going to carry them for a while. That defense looks nasty. I think so. that, honestly, I think that makes them look like a better team. Is You know, yeah. I mean, the offense has so many injuries. They're lying. Their wide receivers are all missing. Brady's Brady, though. They'll mm-hmm. figure that out. I'm not worried about that. The defense, man, is suffocating. Like, yeah. that's yeah, – if, if they play defense like that, you know Brady's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, they look good. And then uh, pretty, pretty clear cut, Chiefs at number two, and the Buffalo Bills coming in number one by far the best looking team in the league um yeah yeah. no surprise there yeah that's our our power rankings glad to have our hometown team in the top five feels good hey listen they pull off another win i'm see you brady we're going top three (laughs) top three (laughs) all right so getting on to our week three picks uh like like normal we'll do uh you you to the first game then we alternate i'll do i'll pick first so on and so forth so thursday's game we have uh, a bit of a doozy. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Who are you liking? Oof, this one's tough. I mean, Thursdays are always tough. You, you're like, you never know who's playing, who's not. I think Clowney's been ruled out. I think Miles Garrett's questionable to play. Mm. It doesn't look good for them. Um, you're going to miss two of their best defensive players and no pass rush. So I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay. I think... I think that the Steelers' defense is going to give Brissett problems, and I just feel like the Browns' defense isn't going to be up to par and healthy enough to win a defensive matchup. So I think the Steelers pull this one out. All right. Um, I'm going to agree with you there. I think Cleveland is uh, looking, a little, looking a little rough to start the year, so I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh as well. Um, next game, we have Houston at Chicago. Um, yeah. Another interesting game. I'm gonna go Chicago here. Um, just just a feeling, but what you got? Uh, you know what? Uh, this is a toss-up as well. I don't really think either of these teams are that good. Uh, but I'll I'm gonna probably say Chicago as well. You know, okay. they the Bears have showed some grit uh, this season so far. I mean, they got rolled over by the Packers, but they did beat the Niners week one um mm-hmm. in a wet field, but uh I don't think the Texans are that good, to be honest with you. So I'll give the the hat tip to the Bears. Okay. The uh, next game we have is the Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. See, this is an interesting. This is two 0-2 teams that I think had playoff hopes going into the year. Right. And they're both coming off of brutal losses. Two different reasons. One just got smacked and just mm-hmm. never showed up. The other one lost a heartbreaker. But going off that, I think that the Raiders have showed me in more than the Titans have. The Titans look like they just have so many issues and they just look lost without A.J. Brown. So I think that the Raiders win this game. The offense looks okay. They've been scoring points. It's just, you know, they haven't had much luck and dumb mistakes. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders. Yeah, I, I don't think um, – I just don't see Tennessee, like, playing well right now. So – yeah, I'm, I'm also going to go with the, uh, the Raiders here. Next game, we have Kansas City at the Indianapolis Colts. Man, do we really think the, the Colts are going to start 0-3 after what we, uh, how we thought they were going to start? Well, no, they'll be 0-2-1. Don't forget they're oh, tied in week one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Jeez. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. I could see the Colts pulling it off an upset here, but I'm going to go Casey. I can't believe that you're trying to like play us along, like thinking, oh, yeah, this is a hard decision. <laughs> you're, like this team, like they're just, this Colts look like a disaster. I, they're going to go against the Chiefs. Look at Mahomes' stats. He's got 595 yards and seven touchdowns so far, no interceptions. Matt Ryan, on the other hand, has 547, one touchdown, four interceptions. Yeah. You think you think this team is going to score enough points to, to enough points to beat the uh, da, da, sorry? Do you think the Colts are going to score enough points to beat the Chiefs after they got shut out by the Jaguars last week? They uh, they look like they got a lot of problems, so it's going to be ugly. I mean, I don't I don't they better pull this off or make it look close because tying to the Texans to get shut out by the Jaguars are two brutal games to start your season. But I'm taking the Chiefs pretty easily. Okay, and then who did you say? I, I must have blocked out. Who you were you taking Texans or the, or the Bears? Taking Bears, baby. Bears, the Bears. All right. No love, no love for the AFC South. Yeah, no, they're uh, they're interesting this year, to say the least. Um, next game we have on the docket. So we have our one and twos on back to backs here. Buffalo at Miami. Um, who are you liking? This one's gonna be fun. I am excited yeah. to see this game. This is gonna be a good matchup test, but. I mean, listen, the Bills are the best team in football. They were entering the season. They've proven that to the first two weeks. They are just on the run, like mobilized good. The Dolphins are still, you know, playing really well. I mean, they're 2-0, and yeah. but they're still young, new players. They're still finding their way. I think they make it close, but I don't think they're going to win this one. Maybe later in the week or later in the season when they play again, maybe it's a little different, but I just think you have a Bills team that are just absolutely rolling. Um, I don't think the Dolphins beat them this time. Okay. So, so Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I agree. I'm, I'm not going to take 10 minutes to talk about it, but I'll take Bills. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, next game is Detroit at Minnesota. So this is tough. I want to ride the Lions, but I think Minnesota needs a rebound game for as bad as they played. Um, but if anything, I've learned in the first two weeks of the NFL that Teams that should win off a bad game don't always actually come through, but uh, I'll take the Vikings here. Um, have them bounce back to give give Cook the ball, get back on the round the ground game. So I'm actually surprised. This one surprised me because I think the Vikings last I checked were like a seven and a half point favorite against the Lions. Okay, which just like I mean, the first two weeks the Lions have looked pretty like. Yeah, Close games, legit. respect. They look pretty good. The Vikings just got their ass handed to them last week. Yeah. That score, the game was a lot, you know, wasn't as close as that score made it seem, and it was 24-7. I I just I don't see all the confidence in the Vikings. There was a lot of issues there. So I'm going to say the Lions pull sneaky one here. They okay. go to Minnesota. They pick up a big win. All righty. like it. Uh, next game is the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. Oof, this one, dude, this one's tough, but I think I just don't think that the Patriots are going to be able to score enough points to keep up with the Ravens. I mean, yeah, they lost last week, but they still managed to put up, I think it was 38 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they've been scoring plenty fine. They had 38 points this week. They had 24 the week one. I just, the Patriots on the hand, they haven't showed much confidence in the score department. So I think that the, uh, the Patriots should not be able to keep up with Lamar on the offense. So I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Baltimore as well. Uh, next game, Cincinnati at the New York Jets. I think the Bengals get their little rebound game here. 
get a get a W in the the win column and uh, try and fix the season. It's very early. They can still you know make it back. So starts yeah, in, in in New York or Jersey. <laughs> uh yeah, no, I I definitely think this is as you know as you say get right game for the Bengals. The Jets have looked pretty you know, okay in spots this year, sure. but the Bengals need this one. Yeah. And you get the honors of picking the, uh, the next game first. We have our Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles visit an old friend in Mr. Carson Wentz, now quarterbacking the Washington Commanders. Who do you like? Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I am excited. This, I mean, I, I thought the Vikings were a good team, but you know, this will be a good measuring stick as well. The Commanders yeah. have been scoring some points. 27, yeah. 28, yeah. first two. I mean, Wentz was... is second in the league in passing yards. So yeah, Wentz, Wentz has looked pretty good. But I mean, we just spent like the first 30 minutes guessing up the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. I'm not gonna go yeah. picking them to lose <laughs> the commander. So give me the birds, baby. Three and oh. All righty. Yeah, I'm going Eagles. No questions asked. Um next game we have New Orleans at Carolina. And I'm feeling the Panthers. I think I think they're gonna give McCaffrey the ball and uh Put put New Orleans to sleep. So, oh, you're such a such a. I would. I mean, if this is my moment, because I, I took the Panthers to start the year, so I was like, oh, I have to I ride them out. First win. This one's yep. a tough one. I mean, this could go either way, but I'll take the Saints. Okay. I think. Uh, I think they they come out with a little, you know, attitude after a, a you know tough game against Tampa. Bay. Little, little gabagoo. Yeah, and I mean the Panthers. I'm. I've not seen what I was hoping to see when I picked them in the playoffs this year. Okay. Yeah, but hey, I mean, they started what four and last year, and then everything fell apart. Maybe they start zero four this year and make the playoffs. Never know. Um, let's see. Next game, we have Jacksonville at the Chargers. Do you like? I I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Okay. They they lost the Chiefs, but they hung in there the whole way. I guess I just think the Chiefs are just. Still proven, kind of my argument I made with the Bills and the Dolphins. The Jags have been fun, but a team like the Chargers should be able to handle the Jags pretty easily. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it'll actually be surprisingly close. And then the, the Chargers, I could see, like, put on points in the fourth quarter to, to put it away. So I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, they got that extra week, too, coming up the Thursday night game. They, they should have no problems rolling through Jacksonville. But, I mean, hey, Jacksonville's been a fighter these first two weeks. Yeah. Next game, we got Rams at the Cardinals. Um, I I know Arizona came back and won, but they looked very rough the first two games. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams to put them away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. The Cardinals, even though they managed to pull out a win last week, I'm like still losing confidence at these first two weeks. I mean, Hunter Renfro doesn't fumble and Kyler Murray doesn't run backwards 600 times and spinning around the Vegas defenders. They probably still lose that game. I think the Cardinals still have some question marks. I'll take the Rams as they get by, get back to normal. Okay. Next game we have, uh, oh, this is a fun game. Atlanta at Seattle. Oh, that's a doozy for you. <laughs> you know what? The, the Falcons, yeah, they're 0-2. There's nothing to be proud there, but they've had some moments. You know, they lost to one point to the to the Saints, and then they lost by four in a game they nearly came back against the Rams. So, putting them against a uh, inferior you know team or a team more on their level, uh, I'm going to say the Falcons pull off a win here, get the first win of the season. 
right. I actually was going to go Falcons, but I will take Seattle instead just to be different. Ride the Geno Smith wave. Yeah. Um, next game, which is uh, – we have a couple good matchups, Buffalo, Miami. Um, but this one, Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Um, I actually going to go a little surprise here. I'm going to take the pack. Packers, uh, yeah. Packers to win in Tampa. Yeah. You know what? I, I'll follow you there too. I also think that the, uh, oh, Packers okay. pull this off. Okay. I mean, listen, we, we gave Aaron Rodgers a lot of crap because he's not going to have Devontae Adams this year, but Tom Brady doesn't have Chris Godwin or Mike Evans now. So <laughs> in an offense that didn't look great when he had them. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, we'll see. The defense looks great, but I think that Packers defense is very good too. I yeah. think the I think you're going to look at a D. De- it's going to be weird because you have Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, but yet I think you're going to see a defensive battle. Like I think this is going to come down to two True. defenses, even though you have two arguably the greatest quarterbacks ever playing. Yeah, each I other. could I could see like a 17-14 game or something. Especially for how bad the the Buccaneers' offense has looked, and you know the the Packers look good running the ball this week, but they've hardly blown you away. Uh, it's going to be a weird matchup to see. Normally, with Brady and Rodgers, you would expect fireworks, but I think it's going to be a defensive game, and I think Aaron Rodgers and that run game puts a little bit more together than Brady in the books. Okay. I thought it was going to be different there, and then you uh, basically just said everything I was thinking. So, Listen, I pay attention. Mike Evans is suspended. I'm on top of the wire, man. I, I know what I know what's going on. Yeah, and, and uh, what's his name? Their other receivers are uh, questionable. Uh, Russell Gage. So, yeah, you got Godwin out. I don't, I don't know what's up with Julio. I guess he's healthy. Cole Beasley came in the team. Who knows if he's going to oh, be yeah. out there running routes. Yeah. And, but, I mean, it's what you expect. We'll see. It'd still be a good game. I think that what we learned this time is Mike Evans should just be suspended for the week after the next Saints game just to be on top of it. You know, you know he's definitely going to come for blood yeah. against yeah. Marshawn Lattimore for no reason. Be like, yeah, yeah, he spit on the field, so I had to clock him. And then we got our two prime time games. So the Sunday night game, San Francisco at Denver. Be liking this one's a tough one. This is a team that Russell knows very well. Yeah, but they're also running out a new quarterback with Jimmy G. Yeah, Denver. Denver just doesn't look like they have everything together yet. This the Hackett looks just out, just out of sync. Doesn't look like he's know what he's doing. He looks horrible managing the clock. Yeah, and Russell's looked very uh, suspect too. So I think the team rallies around Jimmy G, their veteran guy that, you know, the whole locker room knows well. And I think they go into Denver and pull off a big win. You know, I'm kind of upset because this is back-to-back games where I thought I was going to have a different pick than you, and yet we have the same pick. Two steps ahead of you. I'm also taking San Francisco um, pretty much the same reason. I think I think this is what we're going to see from Denver is that they're going to be very slow these next couple games until things start to click. And then they're going to go and, you know, start winning games, start putting good numbers together and Russell start playing well. So yeah, I think it's going to take time. I agree. I mean, all the confidence I had in the Niners coming in this year, not changed. I mean, Jimmy G knows this offense, you know, what you're going to get with them. The team likes them, you know, Shanahan likes them. I think that there's no reason to think this team's going to skip a beat with him in it. Yeah. And our Monday night game, the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. Um, this is the worst of both worlds because a I don't want to see the the Giants three and zero, but I also don't want the Cowboys to win. So, um, but like we said, I, I think the Giants are pretenders. So I think Dallas has more talent, and they'll do enough to uh, to get a W. So I'll take Dallas. 
I swear that this matchup, it doesn't matter if they lose every single game uh, in the season. Like, they will always be national TV. And I just, it's just vile to see. Like, no one wants to see the Cowboys and the Giants. They just, especially now you got Cooper Rush versus Daniel Jones. Like, why, why do we have to see this on Monday Night Football? The game. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to take the other side. I mean, Cooper Rush is still the quarterback for the Cowboys. The Giants are on a little hot streak. Uh, the Cowboys don't look super strong. I think the Giants steal one at New York, and they keep rolling three and zero. The and, three uh, and O Giants. Yeah, I mean that that Cowboys team doesn't look all in sync yet. I mean, obviously they're missing Dak, but uh, I think that they pull off a win here and they go to three and zero. As outrageous and outlandish as it sounds, um, yeah, who would have known? We'll be if the Eagles win, they'll be tied for the division lead at three and out with the freaking giants. I would like to make one point before we close out, since that was the last team pick. Um, we, uh, I swear that we have more undefeated teams through two weeks of the season than this, but we only have six teams that are undefeated. Doesn't that sound a little low? Eh, maybe kind of, I mean, I feel like it's usually in. like eight or nine by week two. And then like week, like four, it gets down to like six or five. Yeah, I was say, I, I only really noticed by week four, week four is. The week two, it's whatever. Any team. Yeah, you broke up a little bit there. I don't know what you said. Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, we do have a, our guest picks today, or not today, but for the week. Um, so we got my buddy Ben did the picks. He did some last year for us. So he's got um, Steelers, Patriots, uh, Bills, Saints, Chiefs, Vikings, Eagles, Raiders, Bears, Bengals, Chargers, the Bucks, the Rams, the Broncos, Cowboys. So pretty pretty similar. I feel like this week, you and I had a lot of similar picks as well. Um, it's the first so we'll, couple of weeks. Yeah, it's we'll see. To, it's tough to go too wild because you don't know anything about any of these teams yet. Yeah, I mean, I went seven to nine week one, and then not, now I'm nine and seven. This uh, last week, you were the flip flop of that. Um, yeah. Our guests, our guests are currently have a better record than us. They're both they went nine and seven both weeks. So we got. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to start pulling the weight. I know I've uh, gotten us through three. We years have the now same record. <laughs> Yeah, I've gotten us through three years now looking good on the top tens and, you know, these mm. picks, but it's time you start carrying your weight. Okay. People are starting to notice. All right. Well. But, yeah, I mean, I think we can happily end on the Eagles look like the best team in the whole NFC, and things are on top of the world, baby. Yes, sir. Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts is – I know it's week two, so maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Jalen Hurts is in that MVP conversation. That's him. That's our guy. Team our looks good. Man. Looking forward to next week when we talk about how Jalen Hurts crushed – Carson Wentz. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right. Till then. All right. Peace out. Peace.